0: With Jara Monique. I'm your host, Jara, and this is the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. On today's episode, we're talking about intimacy. And joining me today on a special crossover episode is Jeremy and Zari, the host of Social Takeout. Yay! Hello. <laughs>
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: welcome 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 to the brownstone jeremy and sarai thank you so much for being here thank, yeah, you. thank
1: you for having us of course exciting
0: <laughs> oh i'm glad i'm glad i hope that energy sustains us throughout.
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> how are you both doing
1: you know, this last lockdown is uh getting to me <laughs> this time. Like the first two were good. I was like, yes, vacation. And this one I'm like, I'd love to do some work.
2: <laughs> I'm okay. Okay, to be honest, like I, I definitely am missing like the work part when it comes because Sarai and I are both musicians. We're also part of a band called Movoje. Obviously our work is getting affected, but I think at heart I am an introvert. I love being home alone. So in so many ways, also that's a privilege. Like a lot of people do not have that. I'm actually a lot more, it hasn't really affected me as much yet. I still have my quarantine pod, which includes Sarai. (laughs) So it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: I love that. A quarantine pod. That is so cute. (laughs) Um, I mean, folks probably don't know this, but you're both not in the States currently or, you know, in North America. You're in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. in Berlin, in Germany. And so I didn't even realize that you were in another lockdown. <laughs> oh, yeah. God.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when I talk to my American friends, they're like, oh, I'm just going to the gym. I'm like, you
2: can go to the gym?
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> people are dying and we're going out to bars.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not here. They've been just talking about extending it to April or something now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah
0: okay that's intense but I feel necessary right
2: like absolutely
0: it feels feels necessary but I can
2: let's get this thing under control flatten that damn curve absolutely (laughs) just get back to life yeah Yeah. I'm like
0: whatever we have to do to collectively like just to be able to go outside in the summer again like
1: Mm -hmm. go to the beach without fear like let's do it (laughs) like
0: let's do it (laughs) yeah um (laughs) But I can definitely understand the the quarantine fatigue. Like we're not in lockdown per se here, but you know, for those of us adhering to the rules, like
1: yeah. <laughs> a lot. It's a lot still, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it must be maddening to like you know, be doing everything right and then see other people just going and having a coup on the Capitol, you know? Oh my God.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dissonance. I'll be getting into the Capitol. (laughs) That's another episode. episode. That's another episode.
0: episode. I really don't have words. I I think the amount of trauma like we've just been subjected to over the last year or the last four years has, it's sadly enough, it was just like another day on Twitter for me. I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Um, what else is happening? Like, <laughs>
1: right. And what's the weather
2: today? Yeah. <laughs> so you're
0: telling me I still have to go to work. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. <laughs> so, it's fine, though. It's fine. We're fine. Um, <laughs> but get to like the fun and exciting and, you know, to let people just relax while they're listening to us and just, you know, step outside of everything that's going on. Um, Could you guys, like, I just briefly tell us what Social Takeout is and what your podcast is about?
1: Yeah, um so on our podcast Social Takeout, we talk about um important and sometimes provocative topics in an easily accessible way. Um so like our last episode was on sex work and sex workers. <laughs> so we're kind of keeping along the same lines and going with intimacy this time, you know, but um it's really about like keeping it in a in an easily accessible small bites, you know, um, so that everyone, even if they feel like they don't necessarily want to talk about race, it's like presented in a way that's fun and easy to digest.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think the world needs more of that. Like not everything has to be like this super intense, heavy, you know, thing it could be. Yeah. Like you know, if you
1: want the slideshow on like how everything's directly related to slavery in the United States, like <laughs> I can go there, you know, <laughs> this podcast isn't that. It's like a little more lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You're like, I
0: got receipts. We could do <laughs> that, but
1: <laughs> we're making it
0: accessible. I love that. And the provocative oh. part, which the questions that you all sent me for you know, your podcast i was like oh oh okay
2: we were so concerned when we actually said the the questions we were kind of thinking is she gonna quit i know i was like <laughs> oh is it too much
0: <laughs> no i love it i love it i'm like this okay. is this is gonna challenge me and put me like out of my comfort zone because like i don't know if you guys have this experience with doing your podcast but like I end up sharing things that I normally wouldn't in my like, <laughs> personal life for some reason, just because this microphone is in front of me and like I'm just talking to people. And then I'll listen back and be like, oh, did I just tell these people? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, we, we
0: have that no problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm like, uh, am I going to edit it out? And I'm just like, no, you said it for a reason. Just, just <laughs> go with it. Yeah. And so I'm super excited to get to. Be on your guys's podcast and explore those questions because they were so good. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, we have a similar thing happening with with uh, the questions that I have for you all. So, for sure. We get into
2: it? Yes.
0: All right. So <laughs> the first segment is called "What's the Meaning," and this is where we take a word that's related to today's topic, or just one floating around in the zeitgeist, and we discuss what it means in relation to ourselves. And as I mentioned, today's word is intimacy. Ooh. Okay. Cue the slow grind music. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just, I guess, to jump start this all, like, what does intimacy mean to you both?
1: Uh, Jeremy, go ahead. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeremy, please.
0: Let me
2: set the bar here. Yes. <laughs> no, so simply put, to me, it just means closeness with another person. So also, in my opinion, your intimacy can be sort of measured with how much you trust the other person with handling your vulnerability. Let me get mm. real deep there. Ooh. So, <laughs> what I mean is like how much you can actually be your authentic self with a person. If that person allows you to be your authentic self and you trust them enough to be your authentic self, uh, that is being intimate. Like you're sharing like a deep connection that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: To me, that's yeah. what it means.
0: Yeah. How about yeah. you,
2: Sarai?
1: Um,
2: for me
1: and I that's <laughs> that not what i said <laughs> obviously that's part of it we're going to talk about that later um for me intimacy is um i guess a feeling that i get with a person that makes me feel safe so it's kind of like what you were talking about like
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you trust them and have to be your authentic self with them um so i feel safe and connected with them and comfortable enough to be myself and open up yeah mm, you know yeah. But what yeah. about you, Jara?
0: Um, well, first of all, thank you both for sharing that. Um, yeah. And I definitely heard like keywords that, that were like jumping out to me as well that I think I would also reiterate. And Jeremy, you said, you know, being able to be your authentic self, which mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part of intimacy for me and and Sarai, you also mentioned just like trust. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. and safety, like safety, especially. I was like,
1: yeah, like that's <laughs> yeah. a huge part
0: of intimacy uh, for me. And um, I guess I would just, for me, it's it's sharing, it's sharing yourself. That's what I feel like intimate is. And I don't think that necessarily mm-hmm. has to be uh, physically, but just sharing um, space with someone in which you are, being your most authentic self or you know trying to be your most authentic self because i think it takes time you know to develop that sort of intimate relationship or intimate space with people um but yeah i think definitely safety and trust and sharing and being yourself is like intimacy for me
2: Mm -hmm. for sure yeah 100 (laughs) percent
0: yeah which is like crazy because for so long I just thought like Jeremy said before I was like it's sex like it's <laughs> that's intimacy and if you don't have sex then you can't be intimate with people and I was just like mm-hmm. now I'm like right
1: what? <laughs> do you think like um a little bit like of this understanding of what intimacy is has come with like I don't know how old you are. I'm 30. So it's like, (laughs) I don't give a fuck about what you think of me. You know, I'm going to be myself whether or not you like it or not, you know? And so it's like, yes, there's like this trust thing of like being your authentic self, but it's also like, I don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks anymore, you know? So it's like, you're going to get my authentic self, whether you want it or not. Um, You know, like that's kind of where I am in my life. And like, only when I started doing that is when, like, I feel like I started having really deep, meaningful relationships.
0: Wow, that is so interesting. I love that. Um, I think I'm getting to that space. I would <laughs> love to be completely in that space. Where I was just like, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs>
2: I was going to say the same thing because I'm like, oh, thank God she's on my side too. I'm not there yet. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely put on a mask depending on the situations I'm in. (laughs) Uh, I totally do Uh, I I think that's also like a safety net and I think it's great that people are able to be their 100% themselves and that's when you really realize who in your life is actually liking you for who you are and Mm -hmm. that's how you sort of nurture these intimate relationships Um, yeah I'm not there yet (laughs) I'm getting there I'm better than I was like five years ago (laughs) Jeremy is saying he's
1: a fake bitch
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> One sec. Can you swear on your podcast? Is of okay? course, yeah. Okay, okay Well I know, I think I've said, start,
0: like, three times already. Yeah, this is an explicit podcast. We are grown on this podcast. Because
2: okay. Soraya has a dirty mouth.
0: Yeah, I'm, you're saying, like, with, you know, with age and time, but, like, I'm 32 and I'm finally just, like, stepping fully into myself where I can be just me. Like, there's, I'm having revelations all the time where I'm like, damn is that what you thought or is that what happened to you like oh shit like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like this constant investigative process that is like fun and interesting but also like exhausting sometimes so I'm just like and there's sure. more you need to learn <laughs> um uh, I agree with Jeremy where like I too tend to put up like I don't know if it's mass I guess it is like we kind of represent sometimes different facets of ourselves to different people depending on the situation yeah.
2: um
0: but it's definitely a protective measure of being like am I gonna let you in do I want to let you,
2: you know? yeah and also especially I think uh I think this is also a people of color thing uh we are obviously sticking out in certain spaces mm-hmm. uh especially mm-hmm. in this old North American sort of structure um so sometimes it's for me, it has always been some sort of a protective measure to sort of, I should not be too brown <laughs> sort of idea, but I'm getting better at it now because there was a point in my life where now I think about it, it's kind of like, oh my God, ooh, did I actually do that? Uh, so sort of like whitewash ourselves in many ways yeah. as well. Sorry to bring Absolutely. race again, but it, I feel like that always comes up. But uh, So that is also sort of a protective thing as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like just kind of tying race into intimacy, it's hard like if you are in a predominantly white space, say like I worked in an office for <laughs> I survived a year. <laughs> um but it was like primarily white people and so it's like how do I build friendships with these people that I don't know if they're racist or not because like they're all they all have masks on. She said something sort of funny. It's like, can I be brown here? Like, you know, it's yeah. like it's difficult to build that closeness and like relationships with people when you don't know. You know, like you're the only brown person, you don't know how they feel about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. No, you're you're both absolutely right. Like, I, I think I've taken for granted for so long just how much like race was playing a role in the ways in which I I think ended up like policing myself in a lot of situations cuz I was like like you guys said like oh I'm I'm the only black person here like you got to act a certain way you got to represent you know yourself and others a certain way and even to just not wanting to be singled out for any reason or just like also like you have to protect yourself in a lot of these spaces which I think folks who are not, you know, people of color, maybe don't understand. It's like, we don't always get the luxury of just showing up and just being like.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which, yes. <laughs> like, it's a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> you know,
0: and this follows us, you know, even thinking like being in, even as far back as like elementary school, like or primary school, like we're yeah. subconsciously, you know, doing things a certain way just to like, be protected or not be perceived anyway. And it, it is a lot. It's
2: heavy. <laughs> yeah, it because I, th- uh, I think even in social takeout, Sarai, I don't know which episode we were talked about this, where we hide parts of our identity as a Black person or as a brown person uh, just to fit in. Like I remember saying in one of the episodes where my boyfriend loves, I'm my background's Indian, and my boyfriend loves to cook curry. And if mm-hmm. I'm actually expecting guests that evening, I'll be like, you can't cook curry today. Uh, he'd be like, why? Because I don't want the house to smell like curry. And that's a stereotype that actually comes along with being brown, uh, Indian brown. And he would be like, but it smells delicious. What What are you talking about? It's just food. But it's that sort of things you hide. So yeah, it all falls into this actually hiding parts of yourself because you're bought up with stereotypes or just from your culture, what people may perceive of you. Or even yeah.
1: just like um, from your personal background, you know, your childhood. So it's like... yeah." anything that you perceive of yourself as bad or like less lovable, it's like, I'm going to hide this so that this person will still um, love me or like me, you know? And it's like, it's kind of building a wall in the relationship, like for intimacy, you know, because it's like, yes, we all have things that are less desirable than others about ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like your partner needs to see those also. And you need to see those parts of your partner. Otherwise you don't really know them. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That you're absolutely right. And it's, uh, it is, it's so freeing, but it also is like a little sad when you think about those parts of yourself that for whatever reason, whether that was projected onto you or you internalized that you just like shut down and like hid because you just something within you said, this is not okay about you. And it's just like, Oh no, like you're perfect. You're, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, it's just like, I think we all have to have that realization of our, you know, in our own time and space where we're like, oh, dang, like I really did shut out like certain parts of me and try to integrate them back into being and then, you know, show them to others, you know? like Yeah,
1: absolutely. True. But,
0: <laughs> I mean, hopefully, you know, we're all getting there. I feel like, you know, the world or the collective is shifting in a way where it's like we can be ourselves. Like,
1: yeah, definitely it is. Oh,
0: Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully all right, that's my little spiel for all of us, you know, getting, getting along and things being good. Uh, um, I'll stop now, but, um, so I guess we kind of already started going into this, but do you both believe that your understanding of intimacy has changed over time? And if so, in like what ways, I know we kind of mentioned sex and then we kind of started mentioning other things.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think definitely for me, it's changed over the years. Like, you know how, like when you're preteen and you're like, yes, I like boys and I don't know what that means, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I had this vague idea about what intimacy was and like thinking that it's just like closeness with your partner, but I never really experienced that as a young person, you know? Um, but then like as you as i got older it's like oh but that's also like closeness with your siblings and with your friends and like really being able to like <laughs> like we've said you know be yourself and show your whole self to this person and it's like you know you have that one friend that acts crazy like when you take them around other people you know and um for me i realized it's like oh that friend is not feeling confident or enough or like knows these people enough to be herself like she is with me. Um, so, like, just kind of realizing that, um, I mean, there's, like, a whole bunch that I could say, but I don't want to, like, monopolize.
0: <laughs> no, you're not monopolizing anything. Please share. Share your truth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But so then, like, in college, I thought maybe it was, like, friendship. And in order to have a successful romantic relationship, you needed um, – this friendship aspect first. Um, Let's see. But I think I still didn't understand that it could happen outside of a romantic ship, romantic relationship. Even then it was like, is this a friendship? Is this romantic? It can't be both, you know? And I think only in just like living life and going through relationships, (laughs) you know, have I learned like, yeah, you definitely do need to be friends, but like, that's a big aspect of it. And if you can't be friends with someone, I mean, the sex will be good, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not like a long lasting thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um,
0: I feel like my experience was so similar to yours and what you just said, where it's like, upon reflection, the most intimate relationships I've had have all been friendships. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did not perceive them that way for a really long time. I thought it also had to have a romantic component to it to be intimate. Um, I don't know why. I, I like yeah. media. I'm assuming media. Like <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I also read like a lot of romance novels as a teenager. Like I was obsessed. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so yes. I think that built and shaped my idea of intimacy um, probably to like an unhealthy degree. But um, yeah, I, I really did think it had to be romantic. And if especially if there was someone of the opposite sex who I was interested in and we were friends and we were like in an intimate friendship, I would like my brain will like, automatically be like, oh, so you need to be my boyfriend now. Like, because. (laughs) We're
2: intimate, we're in a relationship now. Yes, yes!
0: And like, (laughs) sadly enough, even so recently, I was just like, that is not how it (laughs) works. But yeah, uh, Jeremy, what about you?
2: Uh, Same thing, like I always used to think intimacy could only happen between like sexual partners. Uh, But now we know that intimacy can be friendships, parents a mentor or so on so but my idea of even like intimacy between friendships have actually changed because um there was a point in my life I thought that intimacy basically meant that me airing out my whole dirty laundry to you and you knowing way too much about me is basically me being intimate with you but now it has actually changed to a point where As you have to case. earn that what? <laughs> <laughs> <It has. laughs> no but in sense like those deep, dark secrets. Like I, uh, who said this? Uh, Like, would you actually talk to your friend about the things that you write in your personal diary? Uh, If you can actually, if it's a person you would talk to about that, that means you have this sort of intimate connection with them sometimes. Um, So now that person has to Earn the right to know that. So that to me is intimacy. Now compared to like me just saying like, "Hey, I had sex last night," which I'm totally okay <laughs> with saying to anyone, but I'm an open book about that. But if it is about a deep dark secret that could actually change their perspective on what that I think that it may change their perspective on who I am as a person, maybe I'll keep that to myself. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's the definition that has changed. Again, being vulnerable, like being completely naked on a stage, (laughs) that sort of idea, like that feeling. And you're okay with this person thinking of you, Uh, not making fun of you or using that information against you. So that sort of trust. So it's definitely changed over time. And I would say that only happened in the last like three years. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) It's not even that long ago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like it's a process, right? Like, understanding intimacy. Like, yeah, it's definitely a journey. And (laughs) I (laughs) I love so much that you said, like, people have to earn, like, the space to be, like, intimate with you. And that could be friendships. That could be, you know, other relationships outside of just romantic. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we definitely... You know, folks can definitely take for granted. I'm sure that I have that like I'm being granted a certain amount of access to people, to their Mm. like emotional lives and stuff. And like that's not a guarantee. Like, yeah, you know, people can withdraw that access at any moment. And like that's their right, you know? Like I think I probably for a long time was like didn't understand that as well. Like, even, you know, especially if you've been friends with someone like a really long time, you kind of just take for granted that like Oh, like, it's okay if I know all your business, like I'm supposed to know all your business, like we're best friends. And it's
2: like, no. (laughs) Even like parents, people think like, oh, "Oh, this person like birthed me, knows me since I was a child or since I was born, whatever. It doesn't mean you have to be intimate with them because they could completely Mm -hmm. use that information in the wrong way.
0: Wow, you're absolutely yeah. right. I did not even think about a parental um relationship in that way. You're not absolutely- everyone has a great relationship with them. Like absolutely for- right. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you telling?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Right.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not talking about my mother on this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, you got stuff with your mom too? Me too. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Um but like just just like what you said about like um feeling it's okay to know all your business because you're my best friend and that's, you know, how it goes, but like yeah, they it goes that way because they are uh being emotionally intimate with you. Like they trust you and like if that trust is breached, you know, they don't have to be that available to you. Um and I've had uh recently some situations with friends where like, they did something that I thought was super inappropriate. And I just told them, you know, like, I think part of creating intimacy within any relationship is like being open and honest. Um, So I just frankly said, like, what you did really hurt my feelings, and it wasn't okay. And these are the reasons why. And so these are the reasons why I'm not going to do the thing that we agreed on, you know. Um, And so after that, like, my friend was really. I guess, hurt. And so, like, my access to her went away for a time, and that's okay, you know? Like, that's what she needed to do to, I guess, get right with herself. Um, And I think just really understanding that, like, that's within (laughs) our power to do with anyone um, is really important. I, I think I didn't realize that for a really long time. It's like, oh, I don't have to tell everyone everything. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to be myself around everyone, but like, I don't have to tell you all the shit that went down yesterday with like my my siblings. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's like, that's been a really important lesson I think that I've learned just recently, like in the last couple of years.
0: Wow, that you're
1: so mature.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I was just like, it really the way you put it made it like sound so simple like the way you were able to just openly express your feelings to your friend in a way that seemed like loving and kind but still honest and direct and then also deal with their you know feelings of the situation in return with the sense of like okay do what you need to do and that is okay Um, yeah. still I'm still getting there as well like I don't know okay. <laughs>
1: like with some distance I can explain it simply if you'd yeah. asked me like right after I'd went like that bitch yeah
0: <laughs> I'm just like oh okay cutting people off like access denied without even like going into the why which you know upon reflection I'm just like yeah you probably could have shared your feelings but I'm like no <laughs>
2: For me, it's like, even that has to be, I have to have some sort of base of intimacy to be able to tell this person that, hey, what you did was wrong and it made me feel this way. Because mostly what I would do is if someone did me so wrong, it's like, I'd be like making a mental note and I would probably stop communicating, not communicating with them, stop doing the things that I should trust them on sort of idea Um, to be able to, for me to actually tell them like, hey, this actually hurt me. That already is being vulnerable. Like you're expecting them. You don't know. They could be sending hell's fury to you right after that. So do I really want to put myself in that situation? I have to have some sort of intimacy there. Like if I'm dating someone, I'm obviously thinking that I'm hopefully intimate with them. (laughs) So if they do something wrong, I should be okay with telling them like, hey, what you did uh, hurt me. And can you Mm -hmm. not do that again? Sort of ideas. It's normally the idea is to fix it for me to be able to say it. Otherwise, I'm sort of, you're a bitch. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yes. I just want you to know you're a horrible person. That's it. <laughs> same. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is your sign, Jeremy? <laughs> I'm a Virgo. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so shocked that we are, like, the
0: same person and you're a Virgo, which is, like,
2: the opposite of
0: me. I'm a Sagittarius. That is so Oh, my funny. God. <laughs> That is so funny. But yes, very yeah. similar to that. I would just be like, You're horrible. I'm never gonna tell you anything again. And I'm gonna go cry and you'll never know. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: like, but wow, yeah, maturity, time, you know. Um, and I guess like I'm learning that I am still in a way processing how to have intimacy in my relationships, which is like becoming very apparent to me throughout this conversation <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so um I think I want to ask you guys like how do you cultivate intimacy in your relationships and I feel like one thing that you mentioned Saraya um was like vulnerability is like mm-hmm. coming up again and again and again it's like
1: God, yeah it's adorable.
0: It's adorable.
1: <laughs> Okay, so like I grew up and like deal with the strong black woman trope, like you know, oh like you don't have feelings, you know, you're just a strong black woman, and it's like I actually have a lot of feelings, you know, <laughs> all the feelings, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Um. So like, uh, I, I think once I realized like that that was the um. Uh, the category that I was being placed in, like people would look at me and oh, a strong black woman. Okay, we don't need to do anything to help her. I was like, you know, I need to be really open and honest with everyone about <laughs> my feelings, <laughs> you know? Um, because like, like I said, I worked in this office and um, it was just like a bunch of bullshit and microaggressions the whole time. But it's like, if someone... I don't know, did some bullshit. It was like, I, there was a point where I just started saying, you know, that really hurts my feelings when you say things like that. And then just leaving them with that, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, because it's like, A, people need to see like black women have feelings. Okay. Um, And then it's like, well, if people can't handle me having feelings and sharing them, then probably we're not going to be friends. And if we did try to be friends, some shit would go down, you know, and then I'd have to cast them out. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) it's like really just like how much of myself do I want to share with people? Not so much, but I also need to know who's, who's down from the beginning. You know what I mean? And one way to do that is just by being really honest is what I personally have discovered. So it's, like, being honest um, and, like, so, like, with Jeremy, even, like, if we're having dinner, like, his boyfriend and Jeremy and then me and my husband, it's, like, put your phones away, you know, really be in the moment with people. Um, I think those are, like, the two main things that I'm, like, just really focus and be honest. for cultivating intimacy. Yeah.
0: Wow. Be present and be honest. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Those are really powerful, even though they sound like simple and like, oh yeah, we can all do that. But like, like in actual practice, not that e- easy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being honest and sharing your feelings is really difficult.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: it <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you,
2: Jeremy? How do you like cultivate intimacy in your life? It is, um, It takes time, I would say. Uh, And it takes time, just like what Sarai said. It's about being honest in communications and, again, being your authentic self. So as long as you are who you are and they only get who you really are, and then you can base their reaction based on that, like you're not being somebody else. So that immediately forms a form of trust. Um, And I said it takes time on purpose because... I don't know why, but I've had the situations where I don't know, maybe it just look like trustworthy in a way because people just air out their d- dirty laundry to me. Random folk <laughs> like uh, like you could meet them for the first time and they're like, you know, like I have a mole on my blank or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever the information is. And I'm kind of like, I really did not need to know that um, because I feel like um, humans in general, we want to connect and we want to show we want to. F- belong. We want to find friends. But intimacy, on the other hand, I think is like something that takes time. Like you have to build that trust and it's constant. um, The number of times you have to show who you really are and they have to show who they really are and you reacting to who they are and them reacting to who you are, like Mm -hmm. at the core. So it takes time and it also takes being your authentic self as well. Just tagging along what Sarai said. It's about, again, this whole vulnerability thing, being under percent yourself. Um, I was talking to Sarai about this on another episode. I read this book called uh, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Uh, she has, like, a very popular TED Talk as well. And the whole book is based on vulnerability and how that actually affects relationships in general. Not just, like, with your sexual partner, but, like, in, in general. Also in career, how vulnerab- vulnerability helps. My God, that word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely will, Brene Brown. I'm already like, I love just like reading any sort of like self-care and self-help books. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I I would agree. I think um, like for me, cultivating that has been like a combination again of like the things that you both have mentioned. Um, the first for me is definitely time. Like, even though like I'm outwardly someone that loves meeting and engaging and chatting with people. And like, we all just met for the first time and I feel like I'm already like opening up to you so much but like, I'm still also like very private on the other hand. And so um, it takes a while for me to really, really, really let people in. And I don't know again, if that's like a self-protective measure, I think it is um, because I, I care so much. Like, you know, like you said, Sarai, like you have feelings and I'm like, yeah, like we have all the feelings and like, you know, a lot of times as black women, it's not always okay, you know, mm-hmm. societally for us to show that. And so I sort of adopted that strong black woman, you know, yeah. as well, even from like a teen of being like the solid friend, the supportive friend, like the one that you could come to with
1: anything. And like, she's always okay yeah
0: who the fuck is always okay like
1: (laughs) (laughs) no one no one is always okay
0: no one so you know there was a lot of stuff happening for me that I just didn't feel safe enough to come to people with even people that I loved so much um and so now I'm getting to the space where I'm like um, allowing myself to be honest about where I am, what I'm going through, and like share that bit by bit, and I feel like this podcast has honestly like really helped me do that. I don't know. It's like absolutely. It's so, it's so odd, that I'm like, it's oh, therapy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It is. Yeah, like, yeah. Let me create I'm intimacy like, with strangers. <laughs> let me sit in this dark room and tell all my secrets to this microphone. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's also like uh, 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 in the Social Takeout um, podcast, like we do a bunch of research on particular topics and they're <laughs> Provocative topics. Yeah, we're like just in the process of research. We learn so much as well. So it's quite mm-hmm. interesting how this is therapeutic in many ways.
0: Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully, people listening are are getting something out of it and not just like, oh, here yeah. you know <laughs> those issues keep coming back up for this person. But um, uh. yeah, I hope they're you know taking stuff out of this and their own yeah. process. But yeah, definitely just trust and again, like sharing. I find that when um, and I feel like I've been blessed enough to have people in my life who are willing to share very personal things with me, um, which I don't take for granted that people open up to me in that way. But it's sometimes, like you said, Jeremy, can, it can be a lot sometimes to like take on, um, the weight of that, which I think is where I kind of like was having issues with. I was taking on the weight of it instead of just like hearing yeah. it and being Your there. Empath. Yeah. Instead I was yeah. just like, oh now I'm feeling it and now
1: I'm like
2: oh right this hurts like um I used to this sounds horrible but I think I used to take on that weight I don't know how that changed maybe because I just sort of know how to switch it off now uh now it's kind of like ha but (laughs) but before if they say there were people who would tell me some seriously dark shit and I'm like why are you telling me this I I might be one of them (laughs) <laughs> no, but your
0: your
1: experience is
2: different. It's yeah, different. that's very different. But at yeah, the same I time I also know how to <laughs> process it now. I think especially when you're younger, uh you're just sort of getting into the world of people just being weird and <laughs> telling you yeah. all their secrets. Uh you just don't know how to process information like that. And I, maybe that's a person to person thing. I definitely was an empath. I still have an empath when I want to be an empath. Um yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. It seems definitely to be a sponge. does.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. It definitely makes sense because you you have to protect yourself in a way yeah. emotionally because like in order to I guess like hold intimate space for people you you have to allow them to to be themselves and feel what they're feeling and share it without then taking that on because it's not fair to them either. It's like that's that's your stuff. Like I don't want to mm-hmm, take yeah. that from you. Like yeah. <laughs> you know like. Uh, you're
2: good I'm good I got my own stuff
0: like <laughs>
2: keep your baggage yeah so you know but sharing you know
0: sharing yeah. does help me also want to yeah. share in return because I don't ever want to leave someone feeling like they're in that vulnerable space alone you know like, that's like, the thing right and I'm like, just judging uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
2: but that's the thing with intimacy. So, uh, knowing who to share it with. So if you have an intimate relationship with someone, it's knowing like, Oh, this person can bear the weight. And this person knows me to a level that they may not judge me in a different way that I, you know, don't want to be judged. Right. Uh, but because also of certain like, things,
1: And you'll take some of their weight, you know, it's which like is fine when change. it's like an intimacy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but there is something you said, Jara about like, you know, it, like our conversation feels comfortable and it feels like we've known each other for a long time, but it's like still, um, you know, parts of yourself that you withhold um, for those who are closest to you. And I think for me, I would just always keep people at arm's distance you know, for a really long time, it was always just really difficult to get to know me (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) Um, And, like, for me, that changed when, like, someone noticed that and they said something about it. They were like, you're really difficult to get to know, and I think you're doing that on purpose, but I don't know why, you know. And they, like, totally called me on that, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) You know um so it really like took someone like you're being crazy not crazy I don't like saying that but like you're being unreasonable not letting people get to know you you know you should look at that and I was like oh shit do I need to look at that wow that is amazing yeah smart ass thing were you gonna say jeremy yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> <under.
2: laughs> you used to be german that means
1: oh yeah <laughs> you you're way german. more german yeah. god
0: yeah. it's so hard to crack that cookie <laughs> yeah i mean bless the people who who yeah who 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 notice you in mm-hmm. a way that maybe other others aren't noticing you because you're so good at at putting the face on you know like it's so nice sometimes it It can be, like, shocking, but it's also, like, super nice when you just feel seen, even though you're like, oh, you called me out. You're (laughs) like, oh, thank you for noticing. (laughs) Yeah,
2: absolutely. I wonder if that has anything to do with being a performer, too. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. I found
1: that, like, people feel like they know you. Like, I've had... Old ladies come up to me and just start like crying and like, can I please have a hug? And your voice just like moved me so like just. I, and then they just tell me their whole life story, and I'm like, okay, well, you don't actually know anything about me. That was a character, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but really, like performing and storytelling can like create this false sense of intimacy for the the listener and the audience. Um, And that's, like, a problem for me. (laughs) Same. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. Wow. I was actually thinking that when you both, when you mentioned earlier that you're both um, in a band and, like, the intimacy of performing. Like, what's that like for you both? Because I am someone that, like, I love, like, live music. I love concerts. And, like... I'm one of those people you just described. Like, when I'm in an audience (laughs) of a show, like, I want to get as close as possible. I want, like, the lead singer to lock eyes with me, and I want them to, like, see me and, like, have a moment with them, and, like, it's, like, what I'm craving throughout a show. And, like, I I can't even imagine being on the other side of that.
2: It is definitely a very intimate experience, but not just like between the performer and the audience, but between performers. So, you got it's hard to be in a really bad mood and hate each other and then sing together. Uh, yes. You can probably <laughs> hear that in the voices. Say you just came out of a big argument and then you get on stage, you will definitely hear it. You have to have the sort of respect, and it's, especially in our group, Movoce, it's like four part harmonies. Like, we are mm. literally, it's, it sounds horrible. Sarai, close your ears. Uh, like, it's voices making love in many ways. It, <laughs> really, it really is that. It's basically four voices coming together. It's like, like one voice. Yeah, it is blending. It's kind of yeah. like we're playing. So you're playing with each other with the voice. Oh, God, <laughs> this is getting worse. But okay. I know. Keep <laughs> going, though. Keep going. <laughs> that, but, that, but that is a very intimate act as well. So you I have think, to have... Ears- saying is like we have to have a certain amount of trust. Yes, you know? that too. Yeah. yeah. And it is intimate. Singing is intimate. Also making music together, writing something because you're yeah. putting your intimate thoughts on paper and you're letting the whole world hear about it. You just so recently wrote a song about a breakup. <laughs> yep, like sure
1: so. yeah. And <laughs> then like you guys say the words wrong and I'm like, "No, it's hands all over me." <laughs> like get it together but yeah
0: but you're yeah you're absolutely right I never even thought about it like that but like I think that does build that false sense of intimacy especially when we I like to like look up the song lyrics and like read them while I'm listening to the song and I love when I see that the artist has written the song themselves and then I also yeah I do that like I'm just like oh now I know something about them Yeah. yeah you know and it's like you don't like you know, like you don't, but it feels like you do. I'm like, no,
1: but you do. And I think, I think that connect, like, even if it can be uncomfortable sometimes as a performer, I think that the reason people love live performance is for that feeling. It's a connection. Exactly. A lot of people are missing that in their own life, you know? So it's like, if you go to the theater, if you go to a live concert, um, and you have someone capable in front of you, like they don't, it's not even really about talent. Um, it's about like connecting with the people in front of you and, and like really having something to say and telling a story. Um, and so it's like, even if it's uncomfortable for the performer briefly, um, I think that's the most important part of like performing is that, that connection and giving someone that feeling
0: yeah oh man that is so true sorry i just like banged it okay.
1: happening like <laughs> my
0: I'm, neighbors
1: upstairs all day
0: my apartment i'm like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> oh no. but yeah i completely agree and i love that you said someone capable like ooh, like mm. i love that yes like
1: I mean, we've all seen those, aud- seen those audition shows where, like, someone who's just, I don't want to say delusional, but doesn't have a really good sense of, like, self-awareness, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> Shut up, Jeremy. Just say delusional. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Gets up and tries to sing, and it's like, they make it all about themselves, and it's like, that's not why you sing. That's not why you get up in front of people and be vulnerable, you know.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right. So then you see performing as a vulnerable thing.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're putting yourself on stage for people to judge you. So it's, mm. it's in a way you're being vulnerable automatically.
0: Mm. That's wild. I have like crazy stage fright, but I never took into account that like the performers that I've watched and adored and admired were like, being vulnerable or felt vulnerable in themselves. Cause like you just see, like you said, if someone seems capable, you feel safe and you're like, damn, they're performing the shit out of that song. Like you're just like right. <laughs> and that's what you're taking from it. And you don't really have any sort of accounting of what's going on for them personally. And I guess that's how you know they're doing like a really good job. Otherwise, yeah. they come out and you're like, ooh, are they okay? I mean, <laughs> right? I mean exactly.
2: <laughs> you can be comfortable being vulnerable too. Like not everyone no, completely true. uncomfortable uh, being showing their true selves. I mean, that is something that we all try to achieve, I guess. Like uh, being absolutely 100% yourself and in your own element and absolutely comfortable with it. Um, if you can do it, more props to you. Not everyone can do it or they probably have to work to it. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I was yeah. just like, "Oh
0: yeah, I guess I guess he's right. There are people that enjoy me." Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's amazing.
2: Yeah, like who, Wow, who are those people? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you think about like the Buddhist monks and stuff like that, I would say like they are very much themselves because they don't let anything alter the way they think. Uh, and probably has to do with meditation, uh, solitude, um, not being affected by the rest of the world. Um, They're probably closer to who they really are in their heart in many ways.
0: Yeah. No, you're probably absolutely right. Because like the ego, I think, is a big inhibitor. Exactly.
2: Of of, of (laughs)
0: vulnerability and intimacy. Like definitely, definitely, definitely. Wow. Um, And so I guess to just wrap this up, like, and this seems like a like a a na-duh question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Is intimacy important to you and, and important for you to have in your lives?
2: Not at all. No. <laughs> <specifically>. <laughs> you that, No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> care about <an> intimacy. Accurate. <laughs> Everyone should be acting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Manufactured intimacy. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just personally, I. I think I said this earlier in the episode. Like until I started just being my authentic self, like <laughs> with everybody, um, I didn't really have the type of like meaning relationships that I do now um and that's been I mean everything especially in 2020 like (laughs) when it's like everything else was taken away do you know what I mean yeah it's like all you have are like these connections and the people in your life and hopefully your health (laughs) um so it's like if you can't connect with them what do you have really
0: yeah wow That was really beautiful. (laughs) Beautifully put later (laughs) on. Try to top that, Jeremy. Your turn. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Let me
2: (laughs) take Googling intimacy now. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I just think that uh, as humans, we are hardwired for connection, intimacy. uh, And that's a reason why we have friend groups and circles and families in a way. So we're always looking to find intimacy. And sometimes we look for it in the wrong places, like social media. Uh, but social media is one of the worst places for it because you only see the best foot forward over there. You don't yeah. see those, uh, the bad and the ugly sometimes on social media. Some people do. And those are the people who like to just like blurt out their entire life in some way, <laughs> shape or form. Some people can, some people cannot. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. It's necessary. Wow. And even if you just have one person to be intimate with, you don't have to have a whole group of people. Uh, yeah. in fact, I find it really hard to find so many people to be intimate with, Uh, even if you have just like one person that you can actually authentically be yourself with uh, you are blessed in many ways yeah absolutely
0: Yeah. yeah I completely agree and I think like building intimacy within yourself and I'm like not even sure how to phrase that but it doesn't sound like I don't know, weird, but like, or like, I'm talking about just like masturbating, which I mean is part of it. But like, but it's it's part of it. Building an intimate relationship within yourself, right? Get to know yourself. Like that is the first relationship you have. Like that's like the longest lasting relationship you will ever have is the one you have with yourself. So like, oh my god, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's like if you can't be vulnerable with or like honest Honest. with you. To
2: start there because you know, I'm working on that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, by myself, so <laughs> and that's a process, isn't it? Like, uh, for me, at least, like, I always said, like I need to know myself. There was a point in my life where I was constantly like, oh, Who am I? What am I going to do? Like, uh, there's that sort of crisis that you have, but then ah. I had to sort of tell myself, It's a process, I will change tomorrow, in a year from now, maybe I'll be different. Um, so it's just a constant evolution in a way, who yeah. you are, so yeah.
0: Yeah, no you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. So just give yourself grace like throughout that yeah, process. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and those in your life yeah. as well cuz like it's the same we change all the time and then that means everyone else is also changing. So it's just like
2: Yeah. Just got to roll with it. <laughs> just finding people who <laughs> will go along with the ride. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, <Yeah>. exactly. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> any last or final words on it on intimacy or at least this portion of intimacy
2: let's talk about sex let's talk about (laughs) sex let's talk about you but let's talk about social takeouts episode
1: maybe absolutely yeah (laughs) so um yeah everyone
0: stay tuned for the sex talk that's coming I think that's what everyone (laughs) really wants to hear about it's like fuck all this get to know yourself we want to (laughs) know
2: Penetration.
1: Um, (laughs) All right. So then uh, the second part of the episode, sex and intimacy is on our social takeout feed.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So everyone, please, please, please head to social takeout to hear the rest of this episode and our take on sex, intimacy, like Sarai said, and I'll have the, um, in the show notes, I'll have the Instagram and access to your podcast and the feed and whatever else anyone may need. So yeah, please everyone stay tuned. It's going to get juicy. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys so much for doing this. Thank you for being thank you. on the ground zone. <laughs>
2: this was fun.
0: Yes. Yeah. I appreciate you both so much. And I feel like, you know, this is like a fast track to intimacy and a relationship doing a <laughs> podcast with someone.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <You> know.
0: <laughs> We're best friends now.
1: That's it. Definitely. You're <laughs> like, so intimate. Yeah. Or you know, a couple, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.